It's been almost two months since we launched She Launch, and you know when you love something so much that you want to do it every single day? That is me on the coaching calls inside She Launch. I literally want to do them every single day. I love it. And for those of you that have not heard of She Launch, it is for female coaches, consultants, and service providers who are wanting to earn six figures online with their dream business. Inside, we teach sales, marketing, leads, mindset, AI, offer mastery, and so much more. We also have just launched the She Launch CRM. Yep, we have our very own amazing CRM now, which I'm so excited about. Now, I believe this is the best online business and mindset training for female entrepreneurs, but don't take my word for it. Here is what Eilish has to say about it. The community is absolutely incredible as well. That's another thing that I really love about SheLaunch. Again, I've been in masterminds where the community's been either dead in the water or it's just had a weird vibe. (laughs) And with SheLaunch, the community is nurturing. They're really kind to each other. They're so supportive. And you feel like you are part of something really special. So if you are thinking about joining, jump on a call and then see what you think, because I know that you won't be disappointed. And this is what Rita thinks. I have absolutely loved every second of the She Launch program. I cannot explain how deeply transformative it has been for me personally. I am eternally grateful. It is worth every cent and I would highly recommend it to anybody. And here's what Belinda thinks. Signing up for She Launch is one of the best decisions I ever made. The content is extensive and groundbreaking amazing. Uh, Melissa and all the team are so supportive, helpful, always there for you and really loving kindness. Plus the connections I've made with the ladies that are in the group have been exceptional. We're all a team. We all support each other. If you're going to do something, sign up for She Launch. It's amazing. Babe, I would love and be honoured to work with you. All you have to do is head to shelaunch.com for all the details. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Head to shelaunch.com and I cannot wait to meet you. This is episode number five with Kirsty Worth. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl, and I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with thought leaders from around the globe to uncover the habits, mindsets, tools, and rituals that they have used to become world-class so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? 
Kirsty Worth is the founder of Cultured Wellness, a company whose mission is to inspire and educate people to take control of their health by eating real and fermented foods that nourish the brain and the gut. She is known as the gut guru and also an intuitive healer and her research and work in the area of gut health has been life-changing for so many people. Her experience in education and research of over 15 years continues to drive her purpose of empowering the community to gain knowledge and understanding so they can really feel well and thrive. Now, I was introduced to Kirsty through a mutual friend, and when I heard about her and the work that she was doing, I immediately reached out to her. So I picked up the phone and we spoke for hours and we really, really connected. And I love people who are not only incredibly well-researched, but who really care about helping others, and that is exactly what Kirsty does. So in this interview, we chat about how her autistic son went from being nonverbal and unresponsive to thriving, how the gut is our second brain and why it's important to heal your gut. You will also get loads of gut healing tools, tips and tricks that you can implement today. She also teaches us how to be a blissed out mama and why it's important to get your gut health sorted before you call in your soulmate, how to prepare your body and your gut for making a baby why gut health is imperative for hormones, sexy skin, vitality, energy, and brain cognition, plus so much more. I am so excited for you guys to hear this interview with the incredibly knowledgeable Kirsty Worth. Kirsty, welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I am so grateful that you are here and I am honored that you get to share your wisdom with the listeners. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited and I'm so excited to delve in deep and to really provide some wonderful solutions to everyone. For Okay, I hear about gut health all the time, but what the hell do I do and how do I apply it and all of that kind of stuff. So it's so nice to be here and thank you for providing an avenue for people to learn about this stuff. It's very exciting. Pleasure. Kirsty and I geek out on this gut health microbiome stuff all the time. We talk for hours on it and we absolutely love chatting about it. And one of our main passions, both of us, is getting this out to you guys because it's so important. And we're going to tell you why it's so important today. And we're also going to give you lots of knowledge and wisdom and tips and tricks and tools that you can walk away with and start to implement into your life every single day. Um, So one of my biggest passions in the entire world is helping people unlock their full potential and become the best version of themselves. And everyone's best version of themselves is different. So this isn't about aspiring to so-and-so's best version of themselves. This is about an individual journey. And in order for you to be your best self, you have to have your health humming along. And gut health is a very, very important part of 
that process. So I'm, that's why I'm so excited to have Kirsty here with us today. So Kirsty became fascinated with gut health after her little gorgeous boy Noah was diagnosed with autism very early on. And I want her to tell you guys a little bit about what happened at that time and what she discovered. And also, how was this process for you? Like, it must have been so challenging to go through this. So tell us about that. Yeah. Oh, it was so traumatic. Like, I don't think that um, I don't think I can even articulate how traumatic it is and, and how full on it was. But yeah, so at, um, basically from a very early age, Noah was showing signs of having gut health problems. I, you know, when I was pregnant with him, I reckon I had diarrhea probably six to eight times a day, even when I was pregnant with him. You know, we were overseas in Italy and I would always have diarrhea. And so, you know, I know now that was the worst groundwork for having a child. And we'll get to that later. But basically he, you know, when he was born, he was colicky, he um, wouldn't sleep and he was tracking fine, you know, um, he was showing all the signs that I wanted to see, you know, he was going, going to be this amazing sports player and surfer and he was kicking the football and, you know, he was doing all the things that I thought, oh, this is going to be the best thing ever. I'm this great mama. And then he, when we went to Fiji, he got Giardia and we came back and he was different. So he had diarrhea. He sort of started to lose a bit of contact with us. He wouldn't look at us in the eye. He didn't have any energy. He started sleeping even worse than he already was. And then we went away again and he got Giardia again. And he just got worse and worse. And Giardia is a parasite. It's a gut bug. Yeah. Like what people would think, oh, you know, I've, you know, caught gastro or something. It's that horrific vomiting, diarrhea, just you know, someone save me before I sort of die in the corner. It's really horrible. And we all got it at the same time. And with, you know, after that time, it was a real stark change in him. And it got to the point that at three and a half, he, you know, he would just lie on the floor. He would look at the wall. He had, he just really wasn't functioning. He'd complete, lost all his words. So he was non-verbal at that time. He wouldn't sleep and sort of range between bouts of crazy aggression. And they're just crying, screaming, no sleep. You know, I couldn't go out in public. I couldn't do anything. Like I was just trapped at home with this child that I had no idea. And so he was diagnosed with autism and I was like, what, what does that mean? You know, it's just a bunch of symptoms, but I, I still don't know what that means. And they said, well, you know, he's not going to talk. He's not going to thrive and reach normal milestones that a child would reach. So prepare yourself that this is you are, this is going to be your life. And, you know, from that, you make two choices. Well, I did. It was either I can accept that and just go down this path, or I can read about it. And at the time I was studying my PhD. And so I was in a world of research anyway. So I thought, well, why not apply that skill? I'll go over over there and start reading those research papers. I've got dodgy guts. I feel crap all the time. He's got that. Surely there's a connection. Surely it's not just autism. And so we started to be very strategic about the tests that we got for him. 
I would go to a doctor who was very understanding and I would say, I want this test. I want that test. And thankfully they did the test and we found out his gut was in all sorts of terrible shape and it was causing him extreme amounts of toxicity. It was damaging his brain. It was He was so malnourished that he couldn't function. And so from those tests, we had a roadmap. We could sit down and go, okay, we need to do this, this, and this. We need to solve this problem. And now we kind of know where to go. And, you know, so we set forth on this major mission to, to sort of grab his life back and to step forward as opposed to, you know, floundering with a diagnosis. And how is he now? He's so beautiful. I mean. And thriving. Yeah. Like he's gone through trauma. We all have. It's been epic. But he is in a normal school. He's in an age appropriate year. He's verbal. He's active. He's, you know, he laughs. He's got this beautiful sense of humor. But he didn't develop for five years. So there's a lot of catching up to do. The brain for a child is at its most plastic and the plasticity is really ripe, ready to learn from zero to seven. Now, he only started developing from five to seven. So he's only got, really, he's only had sort of two and a half years. So he's almost like a toddler in some ways. But um, every day he just improves and he just keeps getting better. And it's hard to tell now if you looked at him, the trauma that he's been through and where he's come from. But a lot of work to do, you know, every day we're still cleaning up the toxic mess. And, you know, I hope we delve into it in a minute because we had to clean up. But if I knew what I know now, I would have done it before I had children. Mm. And then I wouldn't have had to go through this trauma. I would have had this blissed out beautiful child and I would have got that wonderful experience of just being mama, like the soul mama. I didn't get that, but now I'm here to tell everyone else how to be, you know, that blissed out soul mama with beautiful children. So, so he's doing great. And, you know, from his journey, I've become really well. And so now I can follow my mission to help other mothers never to go through that Mm. and other women and men, everyone to, you know, take control of their gut and just be really well and thrive. Because so many people from my experience are walking around feeling flat, tired, exhausted, you know, not vital, and just think that that's normal. Well, I thought it was normal. So did I. Like, I seriously thought, like, who thinks that diarrhea that many times a day is normal? <laughs> it was only until I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I know. I think- it's embarrassing but you know it was only when I met my husband who's a nurse who was like um that's not normal <laughs> most people end up in hospital with that like that's yeah. not normal totally and it was only him like when when Noah had extreme yellow diarrhea and I was having extreme yellow diarrhea he would say like our liver patients at the hospital have this Kirsty like this isn't okay we need to do this but I was like it's okay it's okay you know, we live in a wonderful country. It's okay. You know, I just, you know, he was a bit of a sort of wake up call, like sort this out. Totally. And what you've said that I want to just go back on, uh, I'm so glad he's thriving. First of all, I'm, you know, that makes me so happy. And I'm so glad that when the doctors said to you, this is his diagnosis, 
prepare for the worst, you went, uh uh-uh, there's got to be another way. And I'm really, really glad you went down that research route and really dove into it because not only have you given Noah a beautiful gift, but the work that you do now is you're helping so many people and you're inspiring so many people. And I know one of your missions is to inspire women to sort their guts out years before they even think about it. Or before they've found the fella. Totally. The more more years you've got, the better. And did you know the type of person you attract and you hang out with have the same gut microbiome as you. So if you want to attract a thriving, awesome, amazing person in your space and that you can go on and be amazing couple together, get your gut right and that person will come to you. It's, it, you know, it's a documented fact. It's yeah. really cool. I love that. I love you that know, too. Because I think about when my gut health wasn't great, the kind of fellas that I was looking at, yeah, I'm glad I didn't procreate with those dudes. But, totally. you know, it, it, it's, you know, you do. You, you, it, people attract to you because we're all bacteria. We're all made of bacteria. We all want to hang out with the right bacteria. Mm. So you do. You, you, people come into your space that... Um, you know, when you get yourself well on many levels, you know, energy, all sorts of things, but on a bacteria level as well. Well, we're what, 99% bacteria? 90, yeah. 90% bacteria. Yeah, we're all we just are. bugs. We're <laughs> all just bugs. We're just walking bag of bugs, yeah. really. Yeah. And that makes so much sense. And I really love that. I didn't know that you attract the same uh, gut bacteria as, as what you've got. I did know that. Um, and I found this very interesting when I discovered this is that, uh, the pill, like you attract, um, you know, through pheromones. Yeah. So, you know, that's how you, but the pill, uh, blocks your sense of smell. So I know some women who have been with a partner and then gone off the pill and been totally repelled by that partner. Yeah. Because if they had have not been on the pill, they would have, you know, their pheromones didn't align, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. So I found that really, really interesting. Yeah, well, you're messing around with, you know, the basic biology of your body. So, yeah, absolutely. You don't want to go there. You don't want to mess around with those things because it's like the most important thing in your life is to hang out with the right person. So, Oh, my gosh, absolutely. So let's – I I know – no, unless you have been living under a rock, uh, you (laughs) will know that there is a significant connection between the gut and the brain. And a lot of scientists and experts are now saying that the brain, uh, the gut, sorry, is our second brain. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. And isn't it exciting? Like the last five years, the amount of research, like, you know, solid white papers, you know, um, studies that we can now look at are all there. So it's very, very cool. It takes me a lot of time to read it, but it's all very cool. We know that the gut makes all of the neurotransmitters that drive our brain function. So if you want to feel happy, you know, you need to get it from your gut. You can't get it from anywhere else. You make serotonin in your gut. You make dopamine in your gut. You make adrenaline in your gut. You make everything in your gut. And so if your gut isn't thriving and humming, 
you won't be able to make those neurotransmitters. You will feel really flat and you will feel really quite down. No amount of meditating can fix no, this. No, and no. And even if you sort antidepressants or drugs or anything like that, it's still the, it's not going to switch on the basic biological factor of how we make our building blocks in our body. It's what we are used. It's a platform for, for our health. So, and even things like, let's talk about energy, for example, there's these things called short chain fatty acids that we make in our gut. They drive our mitochondria, which drive our energy in our body. And so unless you're, unless you eat a beautiful salad and it goes down or some butter or anything and it goes down and it um, digests and makes that amazing short chain fatty acid, your mitochondria, which is where we get our energy from, it won't be driven. It won't, you won't have that energy. So everything happens in there. And it also, if it's not thriving, then a lot can go wrong. So let's talk about candida, for example. So if you've got candida in your gut, it's a yeast. It, we want little bits of it there, but we don't want a lot. So no overgrowth. No overgrowth, but we need a little bit there because it chews up heavy metals. So we want a little bit. We like candida. It's just at the right dose. Mm. So candida, for example, when it's too much an overgrowth, if you eat some sugar, now, it doesn't matter if it's an apple or a banana or if it's a Crunchies bar, it's sugar. That candida will utilize that sugar and as part of the byproduct of it utilizing it and growing is it creates acetaldehyde into the body. Now, that's alcohol. And so if you've got an overgrowth, every time you eat something that's going to drive that overgrowth you produce alcohol. So you don't even need to go out and have a couple of champagnes. It's a lot cheaper. Yeah, just have a <laughs> banana. And, you just, and what we see is people get high as kites like they've had, you know, beautiful verve, but then they get the come down. They're hungover, the brain fog, can't sleep, sore joints, tired, bad skin, inability to make decisions, cognitively just not working at full capacity. And that's just candida. There are numerous other pathogens in our gut that do that. And so you want to get that right because you don't want to be walking around with a little alcohol factory in your gut because your liver's got to mop up that mess. Let's talk about another pathogen like, for example, streptococcus. That releases a horrible toxin that is very neurotoxic to the brain. And so that affects the frontal cortex. And so that can actually have significant impact on your mental health. It can drive OCD. It can drive psychosis. It can really impact your memory to the point that I walked into this room and I actually don't know what I'm doing in here. Was it for the keys? Was I going to get dressed? I'm not sure what I was supposed to do here. And it can really impact decision-making and sleep. And so, you know, you can't put these things down to, oh, I'm stressed or this is happening or that's happening. You've got to look at what's living in there, what's happening, and look at the bigger picture of what's going on in your gut. Because mm, we are 90% bacteria. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said before, just a bag of bacteria running around playing with other bags of bacteria. Yeah. 
And I, 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 sorry to interrupt you, but this is the, I'm, I mean, I'm the analogy queen. I love this thing and it's from my teaching background. So I love to apply everything to an analogy. But if you can think of a five bedroom house, right? Five rooms in the house. In an ideal world, each room would be made up of a wonderful composition of different bugs in our body and in our gut. Good bugs. Lactobacillus, bifidostrains, E. coli, the good E. coli, bacteroides. There's all sorts of things we want in there. But if we have a pathogen like Candida, for example, that can literally go in and take up all five rooms. It can crowd out all of the good stuff and take over that real estate and come in and squat. And all the other good bugs are like, well, there's, there's no more room left for me in this, you know, little home. I'll, I'll just have to, have to go somewhere else or I'll just lay dormant. And so very quickly you can lose that groundwork and those pathogens will take over your house. But it is also, I want to point out as well, it's also very easy, uh, as quick as you can lose them, you can turn this stuff around mm. too. You can reclaim your rooms. Reclaim <laughs> your rooms very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, within three days of eating optimal, mm. you can change your whole bacteria. Um, but it's like what you said at the start, every day mm-hmm. we've got to make these choices. It's not like, okay, I'm just going to trash my body on a Saturday night and then the next day I'll eat McDonald's and fast food and all sorts of other junk. And then, okay, on Monday, I'll sort myself out and then I'll go back to it on Tuesday again. And then, you know, it's, it's a daily commitment and practice Mm. to really thriving. And I love how you've touched so much on, um, focus and energy and vitality. Um, these are all things that I love. And, you know, when I first heard that, getting your gut sorted will make you smarter. I was like, (laughs) sign me up, sister. (laughs) You know, when I started reading about more energy, more vitality, better sleep, better sex drive, you know, and then just healthy and happy, you know, and smarter, like I just thought, okay, sign me up. I've got to sort my gut out. Uh, And for me, I've had a dodgy gut my whole life. I have been on antibiotics countless times growing up as a child. I had asthma and eczema all over my body. I took very strong steroid creams, very strong steroid tablets internally because my mum didn't know any other Mm. way. Mm. And she was just doing the best that she could at that time. And I had eczema all over my body. I had acne all over my face. I had cold sores, hives, and all just signs of a very, very inflamed gut. And I've had candida and SIBO and all sorts of fun things. And at the start of last year, uh, it was all set off again um, from a very big stressful incident. And I want to touch on how stress can trigger the gut because mm. it absolutely can. Yes, food and alcohol and, and uh, those sorts of things are the primary reason, but stress is also another reason. And it triggered me so much that I ended up getting very severe SIBO, very severe candida. I had hives again all over my body to the point where I had like 
scratches everywhere. And I was so embarrassed, so embarrassed. I covered myself up. I was just mortified. I'm this example of health and I was going through my own stuff and it was very challenging time. My mean girl was like, who do you think you are? Giving me the, giving me a really hard time. But what I was saying, why I wanted to bring this up is because I want people to realize that it hasn't always been flower crowns and rainbows and butterflies for me. And like yourself, Mm. (laughs) um, it's definitely not. And it's been very challenging, but I cannot tell you how rewarding it is when you get this stuff sorted because you do experience vitality like you've never experienced before. You experience um, energy. You experience focus. You experience skin, you know, (laughs) all sorts of different things that you've never experienced before. And it takes time and it's not something that's going to be Uh, fixed in one day. I've been working on my gut now for three years, Mm, really seriously, three years I've been working on gut health. And I went to my naturopath three years ago and I sat down with her and I said, give me all the tests. Like I eventually want to have a baby. Give me all the tests. And she got all the tests, and uh, which we can talk about later. We can tell people what tests to get um, to find out how their guts are humming along. And I said to her, Give me, get me all the tests. I want everything. I want to do the poo test. I want to do everything. And, and I did everything, came back, and she, she said, right, Melissa, your guts are in all sorts. Um, we're going to need some time to sort all of this out before you even think about procreating. And I know this is a topic that you are so passionate about helping women with is getting their gut humming along beautifully before they even think about procreating. And I said to her, all right, all right. How long, how long? And she's like, at least two years. Mm. And I went, what? (laughs) (laughs) I love this woman. She's speaking my language. Yeah. I was like, sister. Yeah. Like, but you know what? I came home and I sat down with my husband And he actually went and got all the tests done as well. He got everything done. And she said the same thing to him. She actually said he needs a little bit longer Mm. because he's got his own stuff going on. He's, he's got, um, toxic mold and Lyme's disease. Mm. So he's got his own stuff that he's got. And he's also has MTHFR, which I have too. So, you know, we've committed for the past three years. We have committed. We're in no rush. And you know what? I want to eventually be at a place where I can create the healthiest and most thriving bubba. And in order for me to do that, like you say, your guts have to be in tip-top shape. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about the mother's gut health and why it is so important for making a baby. Yeah, uh, it, it's the groundwork of everything. So when the baby comes down through the birth canal to be birthed, They are bathed in the mother's bacteria. And right there, that is the foundation for their gut bacteria. It's the foundation for their immune system. It's the foundation for how they digest the mum's milk. It's the foundation for everything. So if they're going to go down through that birth canal and it's just beautiful, beautiful bacteria, they're going to be one blissed out baby. They're going to sleep well. They're going to digest their mum's milk. Mum's happy. Baby's happy. 
you know, they're the beautiful, beautiful baby that I would look at and go, I didn't get one of those. And I know now why, because when Noah came down through my birth canal, he just got pathogens. He got nothing good, you know? So he was, you know, he was, his foundation, his, his ecosystem was never developed. And what happens is when it's not developed correctly, the child's body is always on hyper alert and it's always in adrenal overdrive. They're always stressed out. They're always, um, you know, completely um, ramped up. They can't calm themselves down. Cortisol levels are through the roof and they, they just cannot have that ability to be able to um, balance themselves because they don't have the right infrastructure to start with. And, you know, we talk about, um, you know, the rooms of the house and how important it is. When a baby's born, they need those rooms to be perfect because when they start taking their mother's milk, they don't have lots of those bifido strains, for example. They can't digest the lactose in the mum's milk. Now, I do not know how many mums I come across now. Oh, my child's lactose intolerant. And we know it's because... They haven't got the foundation, the right bifido strains to digest that sugar. And so they're not going to be able to digest mum's milk. They're not going to get all those beautiful proteins coming through mum's milk, all those antibodies that we need to have a thriving system to protect ourselves. And in those bifido strains, that's where they make their melatonin and that's how they sleep. Sorry, you know, the melatonin is this beautiful hormone that makes us sleep. You want babies to have that. Without that, everyone's a bit stressed out and tired. So just just on that sort of basic level of when they come down through the birth canal, you've got to get that right, you know. Mm. It's so important. And, you know, when from my own experience, I can tell you that when I was feeding Noah, I had thrush all over my nipples. And so every time Noah tried to feed, the amount of pain that I went through and he had it all in his mouth and the doctor just gave us prescription, told us that it was normal and don't worry about it. Now, if I knew that, you know, if I knew now um, what I know now back then, I would have been so onto it. I would have been like, oh my gosh, he's got an overgrowth. His gut health is completely out of whack. No wonder he's not sleeping. No wonder he's screaming all night. No wonder he's not settled and nappy rash and, you know, diarrhea and all of these kinds of things. I was told he had toddler diarrhea and it will go away. And that's not normal and it doesn't go away. It manifests into something else as they grow older. So poor behaviour as a child or poor digestion, it manifests into mental health. It manifests into psychosis. It goes somewhere. It doesn't just vanish. It's just a different expression as you age. So it's very important to understand that the gut just changes with you and it has a different effect on the organs in the body. So, um, yeah, it's pretty important. <laughs> yes, it's very, yeah. very important. And I know between my two kids, I did a lot of work in between having Noah and Maya and Maya's a completely different child. Genetically set up, she's actually a lot worse. But she, you know, I had done a little bit more work on myself and I understood a little bit more. And she didn't have to go through all the trauma that Noah did. She still had a lot of things going on, you know, but um, she, it, it was a 
stark difference. Mm. There was no pain when she breastfed. There was no issue. She slept beautifully. She was settled. You know, I just couldn't, I just couldn't believe that this was the same experience or the same, you know, I was the same mother and these were these two different children. It's, it was quite phenomenal. So, you know, it, it can really be such a huge thing. And I can see why mums have depression, you know, postnatal depression. When your child doesn't sleep and they're screaming and you don't know how to fix them, you're going to feel really, really flat because you've got the same problems. Oh, my gosh. It's all about what comes from you. Exactly. We share our bacteria mm. every day. Yes. We share it with everyone around us. And so... It makes sense that that's what's going to happen. Totally. Mm. It's now uh, lots of, you know, we know how important the bacteria is through the vaginal canal. Yeah. And lots of doctors and now even cesarean birth children are seeding. Seeding. So do you want to explain what seeding is? Because that's, it's so important. It's amazing. And, um, you know, there's wonderful researcher. She's been doing this for about five years now. So it's a beautiful longitude study. We can gather a lot of data from this. And we so, can put, can we put some links in the show notes to absolutely. this sort of data yeah, so absolutely. that people can, can check it out for all those geeks out there that, that <laughs> love a little bit of research and data. Yeah. We'll put all of this stuff in the show notes for you to geek out on. And in fact, the either SBS or ABC, I can't remember which one, have actually done a documentary on it recently oh. and interviewed the researcher and, and really spent some time with her unpacking what she's doing. And I was so stoked to see that. Because, and what's the documentary's name? Yeah, it, it's called Gut Reaction or something. Look, we'll put it in the show notes because Damn. off the top of my head, I can't quite remember. Yeah. Um, basically what she obviously found out, okay, so these kids are coming out via cesarean. They're missing out on this vital building block in life. Cesareans are important. We don't want mother and baby to die. We, we have enough medical knowledge now to not have that happen. So how can we solve this problem? So she looked at this thing called seeding. So what happens is when the child comes out, um, as a C-section, they get a swab and they swab the mother's vagina and swab the mother's skin and then they put that all over the baby. So they bathe that baby in the mother's bacteria as opposed to what was happening before where the baby would come out C-section and then just lay down on a sterile tray and they might get staph or all sorts of infections that sit in a hospital. We have lots of infections in hospitals. And that would be what the child would inoculate as their bacteria for their life. So they would seed this baby as soon as they could and, you know, obviously smother the baby all over the mother. Now, we've had enough time to look at the data and the research is really cool. They now can see that the children that were seeded, their immune system and the composition of their gut is aligning up with vaginal birth babies. So it's real. I know. How so cool good. Is that? It's just a lady that's just gone, you know what? Let's just solve this problem. Totally. And she just went out and did it. And so, you know, it's just another wonderful example that, you know, okay, sure, if something goes wrong, mm. ask to get seated. Totally. Find out a hospital that will make sure that it's part of their mm. program, that they get it done. Sorry, I'm slapping my hands yeah. down because I'm so excited. She's getting very passionate <laughs> over here. Yeah, but, you know, it's. You know, it's become really clear and it's so cool that we have research now to back this up. I mean, 
you know, in traditional times when a child was sick, you know, in Chinese medicine, for example, they would feed them a yellow soup, which was someone else's stool. It was their bacteria. That's what they've done for thousands and thousands of years. Oh my and that's gosh. where fecal microbial transplants came from. Wow. None of this is new. Midwives have been doing it for, year. for years. Elephants feed their newborns their poo as their first, um, you know, first sort of foods. Wow. Let's look to nature to find wow. out what we need to do, you know. It's not... It's not rocket science. Yes, now we have to have it in the data and we have to have it all, you know, snazzied up so people believe it and understand it. And I love that and it's important. But we can also look to nature and we can look to, you know, what has been done for generations and we can understand and thrive on that as well. So. Exactly. So true. And I want a lot of, I want women to feel like if, I want them to feel like if they have to have a cesarean, that it's not the end of the world because there is this solution of seeding now and you can, lots of doctors are doing it. Lots of doctors are now doing it. You know, it's, it's something that, you know, you can say, obviously I would like to have a vaginal birth. It's my first preference. Second preference, you know, is, Mm -hmm. is (laughs) C-section. Yeah. (laughs) And, And please, you know, do the seeding. Um, it's all so important and it's not something that we can kind of push to the side and just go, well, I'm not having a baby, so why do I even need to bother about this gut health business? Mm, good call. No, it's so, not all about having babies. <laughs> no. So let's dive into this because we've spoken about now the importance of gut health for growing a baby. We've in, we've We've spoken about the importance of gut health for brain cognition, focus, energy, vitality. What else? What else does a good gut enable you to do in life? Well, look, this is the most important thing. If your gut doesn't work, you can't digest food and assimilate nutrients. And if you can't assimilate nutrients, your major functions in your body do not work. You and I both have MTHFR, right? As well as other, lots of genetic things that go down. And if we don't have a robust, thriving gut to digest folate, we're in serious trouble because our methylation cycle doesn't work. Our detox cycle doesn't work. And we can't drive those processes in our body. So Noah, for example, my little Noah, he couldn't assimilate any nutrients so his liver was shutting down he wasn't getting any b vitamins his kidneys were shutting down his detox was shutting down his brain was shutting down our brain is made of fat and protein now if we can't assimilate that nutrients and send all that beautiful gorgeous nutrients to our brain we're just not going to thrive we're not going to work we're not going to be able to um, you know, just show up. Yeah. Show up. Rock fully. up for the day. Yeah. 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 In your life. So it's not like, you know, if I, I have, you know, and I'm, I'm a culprit of this myself. Oh, it's okay. I just get a bit bloated, but I'll be fine. Like I'll just eat it, you know, and then rush to the toilet straight after. So basically I'd eat my food and then it would just go floating straight out again. <laughs> 
you know, not only if that was probably one expensive restaurant dinner, but secondly, there goes all of the building blocks for me to be able to wake up the next day and thrive and do all the stuff that I loved. Mm. So I would, I was, and still am heavily into my outdoor pursuits. And so I would wake up the next day and I'd be camping with friends, for example, and it would be on the next day. We're out rock climbing, you know, mountain bike riding, 20, 20 kilometer hike, whatever it was. And everyone would wake up the next day full of energy, ready to go. I would wake up the next day after having the same meal as everyone else, back pain, tight muscles, sore neck, no energy, feeling really down. Like, why do I I feel like this? And why are they always like that? And, oh, maybe I can't do it. Maybe I should stay back. Maybe I'm not good enough for this. Mm. All that kind of stuff was always in my head. When I knew that I had the skills and I had everything, but this would all happen, this would happen to me. And so I just wasn't getting the magnesium. I wasn't getting the B vitamins. I wasn't getting all of those nutrients to thrive. So if you've got a bloated stomach or you're on the toilet or anything, if you've got a rash, if you've got tight muscles, if, um, you know, gosh, I could go on about all of the different symptoms that you can have. It's, it's really serious. Mm. And I want to talk about the back end of your life. Okay. So you can push it to the side when you're in your twenties and you can push it to the side in your thirties. But when you get to 70, for example, like my dad's age, if you've got Alzheimer's in your family, you've got to sort that out. Otherwise, your partner is going to be looking after you because you can't remember anything and you're in nappies. Mm. You know, you've, you've got to take responsibility now, not only to sort your health out, but you, so you're not putting pressure on society. You're not in, you know, a mental institution or a nursing home or your, your family has to look after you. Mm. You know, you want to be thriving for the rest of your life. You want to be giving back to society and giving back to your family and giving back to the community and you don't want your brain to stop and you don't want your body to stop. You want to age well and that's what your gut will help you do. You just reminded me of this time that my husband and I went to L.A., And one of our beautiful friends uh, works in a charity there where she takes famous artists to children's hospitals. Mm -hmm. And we went along with uh, this band one time and we we went around to each room in the hospital and we sung to them. And these kids, this, this was a respiratory hospital, and we, they'd, they'd been very varying diff- reasons why the kids were there. One kid had been shot. One kid was left in a dumpster as a child. Like it was mm. heart-wrenching. Yeah. And we went around to each room, all of us singing, and pl- I was playing the tambourine because I cannot sing <laughs> at all. My husband was singing and playing the guitar, and I, I mean, like, I was really bad. Um, so I did the tambourine and just kind of, like, hummed along. But... A lot of these children were in a vegetable state and it broke my heart and I just 
thought, you know, and they had, yeah, respiratory problems and things like that, all different sorts of things. And I just thought, you know, I wonder what if, what if, you know, they had sorted their health out or they had mm. a good start from the beginning through that vaginal canal. Yeah, like yeah. what if they just yeah. swam through the vaginal <laughs> canal and got all of that good bacteria? You know, what if? Like, or, what or had the intervention like Noah had, yes, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it just, you know, I just had that that thought and it's just so important I, and I'm I'm so grateful for all of your knowledge so far. But I wanted to chat to you about weight gain and weight, in stubborn weight, mm. and how this is affected by gut health because I know I personally have a lot of friends and women come to me and they're very depressed because they're put on weight or they're very depressed because they feel like they're overweight. Can you talk about the importance of gut health in that situation with weight? Yeah. Okay. In only five minutes, where do I start? Goodness me, Melissa. Yes. So we know that major functions of metabolism come from our gut. We know there's a really cool bacteria strain called L. garasi that is so important for weight reduction and for metabolism. So first of all, get your probiotics right. Know what you're putting in your body because some probiotics, if you, um, I'm going to digress a little bit here. So let's remember that we're going to go back to that. But if you have a dodgy gut and you're right, I'm going to fix this and I'm going to go and have some fermented foods Mm. and I'm going to have some kefir and I'm going to have some yogurt and all of that kind of stuff. And and pick up a probiotic from the health food shop at the same time. Yeah, and smash that. (laughs) Now, some people will have that and they will put on a lot of weight because we have functions in our body that can either break down things like histamine and lactic acid and those sorts of things. Some people can do it fine and they'll thrive on all of those different foods. Other people can't break it down. Generally, it's the MTHFR crew. Generally, it's the people with things like the DAO gene, COMT gene, all sorts of different genetic functions that mean that we can't break it down effectively. So once again, if you're going to go around stabbing in the dark, trying to fix your gut, it's not going to work and you could end up putting on weight. You could end up holding on to toxicity, histamine, all sorts of things, and being really inflamed because your body can't break it down. Because that's what I did. When I first started on this health journey, I got so excited and went and smashed every fermented veggie and kefir and probiotic yogurts and anything. I would go to the health food shop and I'm like, what's your strongest, best probiotic you've got? The most expensive one. And I'd buy that and I'd smash that. And I realized that I was feeding all of the bad guys because of the the balance, the imbalance that I had that was unique to me. Mm. I was feeding all of the bad guys and had overgrowth of those ones and was just, I had, I mean, you saw my results. Mm. I had zero of the good E. coli. Yeah, 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 the E. coli, yeah. Yeah, I had zero of it. And... That's what most people do. They kind of just go, 
oh, this is trendy, fermented veggies, let's smash those. So that's something that I really want to point out is that we've got to be mindful of that. Yeah. And for me, for example, if I went to the supermarket and got a normal yogurt that had um, the Streptococcus thymiasis um, culture, which is one of the main cultures that they use to make yogurt, if I had that, I get significant mental health problems. I get a little bit, um, well, I get very depressed. I question things. I have a, a, a lot of really hazy stuff going on and I can crash down really quite badly. So this Streptococcus thymiasis, it's got those histamines. It's got that lactic acid in it. But also I have an autoimmune condition, which is, I have a lot of strep in my body. So if I'm going to go out and eat strep strains, I'm going to make it 100% worse. So. And then you put on weight because Mm -hmm. you're holding toxicity and you're not fueling your body in the right way. So there's a, you know, there's a couple of things like my clients, I I have a wonderful, um, you know, wonderful set of clients who give me so much information and knowledge about how important gut health is and how everyone's so different and how everyone is so individual. And I love that about our program, but it just shows that You've got to know what your body needs and what's going on. Now, if, you're, if you've got an overgrowth of candida, right, you're going to have a lot of mercury in your body, huge amounts because they bind together. So when you get rid of candida, you're going to dump a heap of mercury at the same time. Now, if you don't know how to mop that up when you're dumping it, it'll store on your ass. <laughs> That's the plain and simple truth. Which is what happened to me. Yeah. I I had candida and very, very high levels of mercury. Yeah. Like toxic high. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah, I had a bigger ass. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So, and that's okay in the process. Like a lot of my clients, they, they will carry some extra weight while they're going through the process of cleaning up. But when you've got that end game in sight and when you know what you're doing and you know how to clean it up, then, you know, it doesn't matter in the end. But the weight gain, you cannot shift your weight if you're not absorbing nutrients, you're not driving metabolism, and if your thyroid's not functioning because we make all of the things that are driving our thyroid in our gut. Mm. So if we don't have the, you know, the right proteins, we're not absorbing the right B vitamins, we don't have enough iodine, selenium, if we don't have enough of these things, our you know, metabolism, our thermogenesis in our body is just going to stop. And then not only will we feel tired, can't be bothered exercising, can't be bothered getting up, everything just comes to a grinding halt. So it is directly and absolutely connected. So... Um, you would be shocked to see some of my clients, how much butter and how much fat they eat and how much weight they drop. It's me. Yeah. That is me. If, if, you, if I showed someone how much saturated fat I eat, they would just, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it doesn't, in now with all the research and everyone's understanding it, yeah. it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense to our upbringing and to where we've come from that, oh, you're eating fat, you're going to put on fat. It's, you know, so it's about understanding what drives those metabolic functions 
I need to eat those foods and I need to be able to digest them and absorb them and love the bacteria that digests it and feed them and make them thrive and get the bacteria strains right. Exactly. It's, I'm not sure who, which expert said it, but it's not what you eat, it's what you absorb. Mm. That matters. Mm. I can't remember who said that. Maybe mm. Michael Pollan. Probably. And it's so true. Yeah. So I was eating years ago all the organic food I could find oh, and drinking yeah. green juice, but I was wasting my time and money mm. and energy because I wasn't absorbing any of the nutrients and it just kept on... Feeding your candida. Feeding my candida. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So... Yeah. I'm really glad that we've spoken about this weight. Um, you know, we've spoken about the skin and, you know, like what I went through, the the eczema and the hives, it's all just a reaction to what's going on internally. Yeah. Let's and touch on that skin a little let's bit. Let's do it. Let's just go there because I know that your listeners will love me talking about estrogen and fiber, right? Yeah. So if you've got that horrible acne under your chin, you feel so heavy for like two weeks of your cycle, horrible, horrible period pain, like debilitating. I have so many clients that no, can't go to work on those days, can't manage. It's just debilitating. That was me. Yeah, I, I would get diarrhea, yeah. vomiting, and yeah. I'd faint yeah. on my first day and be bedridden for yeah. the first day. Yeah. And my mum would, like, I wouldn't have to go to school. No. She would just give me an aprogesic yeah. and say, you can stay home. Yeah. So I understand that debilitating uh, first day. And I cannot tell you now my cycle comes and goes. Yeah. And I don't, it's like, oh, okay, I might have a tiny cramp. Yeah. But it comes and yeah. goes. So let's talk about this yeah. estrogen, gut health, and hormones and fertility. Let's go there. Yeah. Because I, I was the same, you know, and then my, you know, at 17, my mum said, well, this is just getting out of your hand. You can't actually function. Let's put you on the pill. No! <laughs> Straight on the pill. I did it too when I yeah. was 18 for yeah. like seven years, I yeah. think. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and the, it is what it is. And I had huge amounts of you know, anti-inflammatories to try and cope with my cycle. But gosh, those anti-inflammatories just nailed my gut. The pill nailed my detox profile and nailed everything. But I want to talk about estrogen because if our gut helps us to eliminate estrogen, so basically when we eat fibre and our bifido strains in our gut digest that fibre, oestrogen binds to that fibre and carries it out of the body. Now, if you don't get that process right, what it, the body can't get rid of it. It doesn't know what to do with it. So it will come out in your skin and it will just swell you up. Mm, your liver, bloated. yeah, your mm. liver's just going, sorry. I, I can't deal with this. I don't have the resources to deal with it. So I'm just going to store it. And we know that inflammation and toxicity in the body, it, when you, it's just stored and that's when you get bloated and inflamed and obviously and puffy, puffy and mm. toxic. And so if you don't have those beauty, and we know that, um, you know, Lactobacillus rhamnos, for example, we know that there's certain bacteria strains that bind on to that estrogen. 
through eating that beautiful fiber. And the difference is so significant. I'm the same. I might get a bit wiggity whack and feel a bit cranky for about a day. Mm. And then, you know, a week later, I might be a bit like, oh, I had a funny sleep last night. And then just my period just pops out and off I go. Mm. And it's just not an issue to the point that, you know, my husband's a bit like, I don't even know when your cycle is because you're just normal all the time. Like, That's you know? a nice sign. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice sign. Yeah, because so he's not living on eggshells going, you know, whoa, what's going to happen here? So, you know, now, you know, my skin doesn't break out. You know, it's not obvious. Oh, my gosh, I must be getting my period because I'm getting all of these things all over my chin and I'm feeling so swollen and bloated and, you know, my boobs are out here and it is. it all happens in the gut. Mm. It all gets taken out with that fibre, but you've got to digest the fibre. There's no point going and eating quinoa salads all week if you can't digest it because it's going to make matters worse. So I know we digressed, but estrogen and your cycle and feeling awesome through your whole cycle is is really important. Mm. And one way that people can know that they're not digesting it is if you see quinoa in your poop. I know that might sound really gross, but, like, that's a warning sign. That's a red flag, guys, you know. If that is happening, let's look at that. Let's look at that. And take responsibility for that. Like your stool, there's a thing called the Bristol chart. There is information out there to tell you exactly what your stool should look like. If your stool is runny, if it's, you know, you know, pellets, if it's green, if it's pale, this is all major indicators of what's going on in your body. If it's pale, your gallbladder and your liver are under the pump. They're not working properly. You're not squirting enough bile. Mm. You're not making the right substances. So you got you got to get to know your stool. You've got to see what's in there. If it's undigested food, stop eating. It's a waste of money. Totally. <laughs> totally. It's uh, This might be way too much information and I may regret even saying this on the show. <laughs> go on, go there. But now. I'll go there because, you know, I know it will support some people. But I look every day. Mm. I look. Once I've gone to the toilet, I look. I look and I'm like, great. And then I give myself a little high five. Yeah. You know, because I'm like, yes, you know. But it's really important. Get in touch with your body. Stop being so prudish and grossed out. Like get in touch because if we can catch this stuff early, Mm. it's easier and cheaper to fix. And that's the thing because you want it to be easy. You don't want to spend years and years and years reversing the damage. Mm, believe me, you don't. It's, it's I lost my to... house. I lost oh. everything. You don't want to go there. It's so simple to fix. You just, yeah, you and just, just don't few, want to. It's yeah. a few lifestyle changes. Yeah. Yeah. So let's I, let oh, me sorry. let me tell you a very cool story. Yes. When I was 19, I lived in India in um with the Tibetan government in exile and I got to work with his holiness the Dalai Lama and got to do some pretty cool stuff over there. And I of course had gut problems and I'm living in India for goodness sakes. It was a recipe for disaster. But I went to see a Tibetan doctor. And I thought, I'm going to find out what they've got to say because I had the runs. I felt terrible. I was exhausted. And I was on my way to climb in Tibet, uh, in Nepal, and I had to pull myself together. Mm. They didn't ask me anything about my symptoms. 
all they asked me was what's happening with your stool. Mm. Now, as a someone from Western country, <laughs> I was like, like, what the? We don't talk about that in my family. And I was really like, is this a, a language barrier? Or did you just ask me about my stool? And it was down to like the colour, the runs, tell me everything about it. And that was my first, and I wish I had have gone, you know, wow, I'm going to go and research that then because it would have changed everything. But, you know, it, it, that's that's the starting point is what's going on, what's happening in, this, in your stool. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we went to a practitioner, it was the first place that we went to. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now let's give everyone some things that they can do. You know, what are the first steps? If they have some of these symptoms like skin, weight, bloating, hormonal imbalances, if they're, you know, thinking about having a baby, what are some, let's give them, you know, five things that they can do or they can start to investigate. What's your first one, the most important? Okay. So the most important is stop stabbing around in the dark. Stop sort of shooting, oh, I'll try this this week and try that week and get the tests done. It's, it's just the basic 101. There's some awesome tests out there. I use in my practice with my clients the Bioscreen test. So it cultures your stool and gives you a complete complex analysis of what is living in there. Is it the good stuff? Is it the bad stuff? What's the composition? What's going on in my gut? And when you get that done, it really is quite simple from there on. It is your roadmap. It's your guiding light, your Bible, whatever you want to call it. When you find that out, you know exactly what you need to do. So, for example, you had yours done. You found out you had an overgrowth of lactobacillus. So the last thing you're going to do is go and drink kombucha. And, you're going to, and the last thing you can do is go and have a lot of, you know, sauerkraut and um, standard fermented food. Which I was doing. Yeah, and making <laughs> yourself sick. And making, thinking I was doing myself the world of good, but really I was yeah. making a mess of my guts. Yeah. But I didn't know that. That's no. why getting the tests is number one. Number so one. Great. Thank you. Excellent. Find a practitioner that knows how to read them mm. and knows how to support you in applying it to your journey. Mm. So this is key for me. Like with my clients, when they come on to my six-month program, we meet weekly for the first two months. It's so specific. It's individualized. Your test says this, you need this nutrient. You need this food. You need these probiotics. And it, you have to stick with it. So you've got to keep going day in, day out. It's not a fad. You need to really stick by it. So that would be the next thing is, you know, is find that practitioner and make sure that you can understand. And um, so then I suppose number three is once you work that out, make the fermented foods that are right for you. And, you know, that's where culture wellness culture starters came from. I couldn't find probiotics or fermented foods that nourished complex gut problems. I found one and it cost us almost $1,000 a week by the time Noah, myself and Maya had it. We just couldn't, we just could not afford to, to get that complexity in. 
So making sure that you're making the food yourself, you're eating the food, you're using food as medicine and you're nourishing your body with the right foods. So, you know, once again, get intuitive with your body, find out what it needs. And if your friend's having green juices, that's great for them. But you go over there and tuck into your slow cooked lamb and butter because that's what's right for you. So be okay with that and celebrate that and um, own what's right for you as opposed to what's going on and what's the latest and what's happening. The other thing I would have to say is combat your stress. Now, we can't all live in a monastery in Tibet. Okay, it would be nice. Yeah. I would be in heaven because there's a lot of, you know, bushwalking and a lot of mountaineering and stuff, but it's just not possible. So work out ways to manage your stress. Within 20 minutes of a stressful situation, you can completely change the whole composition of your gut. Just like that, you can completely change it. So it's really important to understand how to keep a lid on those things so you're not, you know, doing all this awesome work, my gut's good, my gut's good, I've eaten the right foods, I'm making all the right stuff, and then just slamming stress into your life and just you're right back where you started from. Learn how to manage your adrenaline. Learn how to manage your stress. Adrenaline spikes glucose levels. It feeds bad bugs. So as soon as you have a stress, you get insulin into the body, glucose into your bloodstream, and that feeds candida. So you don't even need to eat. You can just be stressed and you're feeding the bad bugs. So that alone, get a handle on that. The fourth thing that I want to, we're up to five or we're up to five? Five. Yes, yes. yes, The fifth thing is we are 90% bacteria. Go out and get some. We find it in soil. We find it in the ocean. We find it in pets. We don't just get our bacteria as our little here we go for life. Here's your bacteria. You have to replenish it. It's like a cup of beautiful, nourishing tea. You've got to fill it up all the time. So if you're not going out and getting new bacteria, diverse bacteria, so different bacteria from different sources, you won't be able to crowd out the pathogens, drive your metabolic functions and drive your brain because you might be down to say two sources of you know bacteria in your gut garden get dirty go to the bush you know swim in the ocean swim in the ocean be connected to nature where organisms we grow via sunlight get sunlight you know get a bit primal you know like get back to that old school stuff do some earthing walk around in bare feet all of that kind of stuff I know it sounds a bit woo woo but when you take it back to bacteria we have to get it we've got to be topping it up every day so you know when you wake up in the morning what am I doing for my digestion what am I doing to feed my gut what am I doing to nourish my cells and how am I getting more of it Mm. These are five amazing tips that everyone can implement straight away and I love them. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, one, if you had one book to recommend, one book. Oh, my gosh, Melissa, don't do that to I me. know, I know. It's <laughs> That's so, a surprise question. I know, I know. I wanted to kind of spring it on you. Um, 
one book on this that that maybe you know you would give to someone who's kind of just starting on this journey oh gosh you know what we love Dr Perlmutter right we just love him his grain brain Mm-hmm. is just is it no grain maker is his new one grain brain he talks and breaks it down in a really beautiful way about the gut microbiome and how that improves the you, you know all the functions in your body and we can put that in the show notes and you know what I've got so many books and resources and stuff and we can whack them all in the show notes for That'd everyone amazing and um but I think he's a really good place to start because being a scientist, he then, you know, refers on to other books. So when you get a handle on that, you can go over to the next thing and on to the next thing like you and I do nonstop all day long. Read, 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 read. Yeah, listen to podcasts, <laughs> read, 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 listen to more podcasts. That's the story of my life. Yeah. You know, someone said to me, are you ever not learning? And I was like, no, I'm always learning. I'm learning when I'm on the toilet. I'm yeah. learning like yeah. I'm just uh, yeah, one might say obsessed with yeah, it, yeah. but I just love it. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. It really excites me learning about this stuff. So we'll put all of those books in the show notes. And one last question before we wrap up. If you could tell your 20-year-old self one thing about health, you know, what would it be? Question. I mean, sorry, oh, you know, just tell her, just tell, tell her something. Yeah, if sorry, I could tell me, yeah. No, that's what I was going to say. I would say to myself, question, this is not normal. Question what you do every day. Mm. Learn and question, and you are not like anyone else. So what's good for your best mate is not good for you. And so question why am I feeling like this? Why is this happening? Why, um, yeah, why aren't I thriving? And take responsibility. No one's going to fix it and it's not going to go away and it will get, it might get worse. So, you know, front up, question, take responsibility and just get on with it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Amen. That That's perfect and really beautiful. And I want to encourage all of you listening to question everything. The way that you're feeling right now, question it. Am I okay with feeling sluggish, tired and overwhelmed and stressed? Is that my birthright? Absolutely not. Your birthright is to feel thriving and vibrant and overflowing with joy and love. Of course, you're going to have experiences where you feel grief and things like that, but that's not, you know, those things are going to happen to you, but on a daily basis, feeling well and vibrant is your birthright. And I want to encourage everyone to go out and question. And I just want to say thank you so much. Is there anything else you would like to say before we depart? I could talk. I could like. I, I mean, know. we is, could keep going. Is there a part two to this? Yes, totally. <laughs> I have to get you back on for sure. Um. Oh, good. You know, I I just want to encourage people just to you know keep listening to podcasts and thank you so much for getting all this information out and for having me. It's really really wonderful and and for me, you know, my passion is that um I I want Noah's trauma to to really have a purpose. 
And so I hope that it touches someone today and that what he's been through is going to be helpful for someone else so they can go, you know what, thank you. I'm so glad that I listened to this and now I can go on and get my bias screen test done and question and you don't have to be all dramatic about your questions. It's just internally, you know, you don't have to go and, you know, create a big drama about it. It's just for yourself. But yeah, so thank you for all the work you're doing and for having me. Pleasure. I'm so grateful to have you on the show and for your knowledge and for, you know, sharing so vulnerably and openly. You know, I know what you went through was not rainbows and butterflies and was very traumatic and stressful as a mother and as a human being. So thank you for having the courage to share it with the world. You have inspired me. You inspire me every day. And I want to acknowledge you again just for the work that you're doing in the world. Um, I know how passionate you are about helping women sort this out um, before they even think about procreating. So thank you so, so much. Um, I'm so honored and yeah, just so excited to have you. So thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Everyone, you can get all of the show notes and you can get uh, all of this information. The podcast is at melissaambrosini.com forward slash five. So this is episode five. You can head on over there and listen to it. Um, Leave a comment, you know, share this. If you found this interesting, please share this with your friends, your family, leave a five-star review. If you think it was worthy of a five-star review and please share this information. It needs to get out to the world. Um, Thank you again, Kirsty. I'm so honored. And I love you all and see you soon. Holy smokes. I learned so much in that interview and I'm feeling so inspired to really just continue to look after my own gut health and really put in the things every day that are going to support that. There's so many things that we could be doing and there's so many things that we're doing that are tearing our guts apart. So I am definitely going to continue to support my beautiful gut so that it is humming along like a well-oiled coconut machine. So if you liked this episode, please subscribe, leave me a five-star review. This would mean the absolute world to me. And if you loved it, please share it with your friends and your family. Like I'm sure you know someone who is trying to make a baby or who has gut issues or has any sort of skin issues. And if they do, please forward this onto them. And don't forget to tell me on Twitter who you would like me to interview on the show. You can do that by using the hashtag the Melissa Ambrosini show and tag me and that is at Mel underscore Ambrosini and tag the person who you want me to interview so I can see. And for everything that Kirsty and I mentioned in this interview will be in the show notes and you can find that at melissaambrosini.com forward slash five. So don't forget to go on over there and check out all of the things that we mentioned. And if you want to check out any of the other podcasts, you can head to melissaambrosini.com forward slash podcast. Thank you so 
much for being here, for wanting to be the best version of yourself, for wanting to thrive and to feel well and vital, and for showing up for yourself today. You seriously rock. Now, like I mentioned before, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode, please, please share it with them right now. Forward it on to them, send them a message with a link, and just send it out there so we can help more people really thrive and feel well and energetic because that is our birthright. And until next time, beautiful people, don't forget love is sexy, healthy is liberating and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Before I go, don't forget, if you are a female coach, consultant, or service provider wanting to take your business to six or seven figures, check out SheLaunch. All you have to do is head to SheLaunch.com, watch the free training on that page, and book in your free call. That's SheLaunch.com. Head there right now, and I cannot wait to meet and work with you and take you and your business to the stars. Now is the time, my friend.